remember it is St. Patrick's Day in the city, well, all around the world, and the green beer is flowing. So are we about to change our attitudes so much about alcohol that we might see it treated similarly to the way that we treat tobacco, understanding just how bad it can be for us. And this isn't meant to punish anybody if you're out for a green pint or you're planning on heading out for one. We take this with a grain of salt and maybe we can implement some of these changes, you know, tomorrow. We're going to talk about it right now with a writer based in Toronto. His most recent book is called Firebrand, A Tobacco Lawyer's Journey. He's also written an article about this for theglobeandmail.com. You can check it out there. Joshua Nelman is joining me. Joshua, thanks so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. How are you? Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. Thank you. And happy Friday to you. Uh, I know a lot of people get to imbibe today. So uh, as I said, maybe this is information that we can uh, that we can just you know put on a shelf for the for the day. <laughs> but we, exactly. But we are learning a lot, Joshua, when it comes to when it comes to alcohol and truly how bad it is for us. We've talked about it on this show too before about you know the changing mindsets about drinking and maybe really starting to wrap our heads around the the damage that it can do to us. Tell me. A little bit about how you are, are coming at this. Are you someone who doesn't who doesn't drink at all? Do you vilify alcohol? How do you how do you approach it? Uh, no, I uh, I drink fairly regularly, um, and uh, I think like a lot of Canadians during COVID, uh, I probably went through periods of time where um, I actually ended up drinking a little more than usual. Sure. Uh, especially in those early, uh, you know, deep COVID lockdown days when you're uh, at home and uh, looking for some good cheer, you know. Um, So, uh, you know, and at that point, there was a lot of drinks over Zoom with friends that you uh, weren't able to see in person. Um, But, yeah, you know, I, I mean, what we're looking at here in Canada is a situation where our government advisory um, has come up with some new guidelines. And essentially, uh, you know, in 2011, they produced guidelines that, uh, you know, basically advised, you know, 10 to 15 drinks a week is fine. Um, and, uh, you know, earlier this year, uh, their new updated guidelines uh, are drastically different. So they're now saying two drinks a week, uh, which I think is uh, is coming as as quite a shock to a lot of Canadians. I would completely agree with you because I know when I saw that news too, I thought that feels really restrictive compared to the way that a lot of people really live our lives. I mean, we we socialize around alcohol, alcohol, we gather around alcohol, and it's even, you know, it's even kind of an art form in some ways too. The craft beer industry, you know, is all about tasting and consuming. Oh, don't even get me started on wine. So, <laughs> exactly. I mean, are we... Exactly. Are, are, do you think that we as a society are sort of ready to embrace this understanding that, hey, maybe it's two drinks a week and and really crack down on it in a similar way that we did with tobacco well i think that's that's the question that is uh is top of mind and maybe it's not the question for saint patrick's day but uh (laughs) for monday uh once you're back to work Um, but i i think the way that i'm coming at this is you know i i I came out with a book um uh last fall called firebrand which follows uh the career of a tobacco lawyer uh as he sells cigarettes across the globe um and and essentially uh you know one of the things that this two drink a week guideline kind of could uh you know herald for canada in the future is looking at the idea of shifting our entire attitude towards drinking um because it's it's really interesting to think about the fact that when cigarettes in the 1960s um were suddenly uh 
you know, exposed as a product that uh, was linked to cancer, you know, that was a time when a lot of doctors smoked. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and our smoking rate in Canada was, you know, above 50%. Um, but, you know, over the decades, uh, we've, we've really managed to change people's perception of that product. And in fact, we've changed our entire behavior. So uh, when you look at drinking and suddenly the idea that uh, we should all be cutting down, um, it is important to remember that, um, that there's a playbook at hand uh, that is uh, the, the, the anti-tobacco strategy playbook that would, would give the government some tools uh, to really look at shifting our entire, na- our entire national attitude towards what drinking is. Um, so as much as we as citizens may not love the idea of cutting back on drinking at the moment, um, it may be possible that our government will uh, at some point decide this is a priority for us. Well, I mean, we're already seeing a little bit of shift in behavior. So, I mean, it would stand to reason that maybe relatively soon there could be, uh, you know, some intervention from from the government to try to capitalize on the fact that, yeah, maybe we are as a society moving away from from drinking. But I wonder what that would really look like. I mean, do you think that we are, do you think that we're reasonably close to it right now? Do you think that there would be backlash? I mean, how realistic is this? You know, it's a really good question. I think that uh, we're already uh, seeing, uh, I I think, the fact that, uh, you know, taxes on alcohol are going up slightly. Um, And of course, that's that's one of the mechanisms that was used with smokers uh, um, and has been quite successful, uh, which is just hit them in the pocketbook. uh, And uh, hopefully that will help reduce their consumption of the product. Um, But, you know, in terms of what that looks like, um, I think that, you know, it, it would look something like, you know, uh, meeting a friend, uh, you know, at a coffee shop instead of a bar, um, et cetera. I mean, like really kind of rethinking the idea of uh, how you're going to socialize with friends. Mm. Because, we're, we're, I mean, right now, and as we speak, it's St. Patrick's Day, uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's a nice idea to think of going to a bar and sitting around with some friends and uh, and and having two or three drinks. Um, so, uh, especially on a Friday night after a long week of right. work. Right, right. Um, so I mean, uh, I, I I think I think it would have to be you know a, a pretty big effort on the part of uh, you know education, health authorities, etc., to really get us to change uh, how how we uh, think about alcohol and socializing. And I'm I'm with you. I mean, a nice glass of wine at the end of a day. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's one of the better things in life, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if I'm ready for the government to step in and tell me that I can't have that. I'm wondering about I, the yeah. the the economic impacts of that, though, because you raise a good point talking about the tax going up too, mm-hmm. and government's mm-hmm. profiting on that tax. I want to get to that question in just a moment, Joshua. I'm sorry to do this; we're running out of time, but I'm going to put you on hold for a couple minutes. We're going to come right Absolutely. back to it. <laughs> Joshua Nelman is a writer based in Toronto. His most recent book is called Firebrand. It's a, a tobacco lawyer's journey. Will we one day treat alcohol the way that we treat tobacco?
Joshua Nelman is my guest. We're talking about the way that this maybe work here in our country or maybe provincially. I wonder a little bit, Joshua, about the economic impacts of this. I mean, mm, we're, yeah. you know, we, we hear all the time, we're, we're here on the station talking about taxing our alcohol responsibly. Mm. So, I mean, is it reasonable to expect that, uh, that government agencies would just do away from these tax dollars? Well, I mean, if we look at a little bit of Canadian history, uh, you know, one of the interesting things about our relationship to alcohol is that 100 years ago, um, you know, we were actually the entire country was in a period of prohibition um, uh, during World War One. So, you know, 100 years ago in Canada, you could not go out to a bar and uh, have a glass of beer or wine. Uh, after work. Um, and that stretched into the, um, you know, into the 1920s for most regions in Canada. And of course, since then, as laws opened up and prohibition winded down, uh, essentially, you had all these provincial liquor boards that kind of came in to fill the vacuum. Uh, but your question about economics, of course, is that we know that prohibition didn't work. Um, I mean, during prohibition, uh, you know, booze cans uh, opened up and, you know, these black market economies uh, thrived and some people made fortunes. So I think that um, I think that in terms of the economic impact, you know, the government uh, seems to be taking the approach of raising taxes slightly on the product to see mm-hmm. what citizens will uh, actually uh, kind of deal with. Uh, and but, you know, what we're not going to see and as we didn't see with cigarettes is we're not going to see them outlaw the product. Um, so there's a balance here that I think uh, both the federal government and the provincial government are going to look for in terms of how high they can raise those taxes uh, until, you know, there's a level at which citizens rebel. And I think even on this radio stations, we've heard some commercials uh, <laughs> about the about the impending taxes coming. Uh, and so there's clearly a debate being stirred up right now by uh, alcohol companies who are not happy to have um, higher prices on their products. You make a good point, too, talking about prohibition, because then, of course, it calls to mind due to the, a, a black market that could potentially, uh, you know, be, I guess, the, the new way that people get their alcohol. Because the difference here, yes. I think, between alcohol and tobacco is that, you know, alcohol is much more of, um, I think, a social lubricant, whereas tobacco, it's not it's not necessarily treated in the same way. I mean, there's big industry where people go, they'll go to a bar and they'll consume mm-hmm. and consume, whereas that didn't really, that wasn't really the case for tobacco. I mean, you would sort of, you would smoke while you were in a restaurant or in a bar. So, I, I mean, there are still some differences here, but you do you mm-hmm. think that we'll, yes. we'll see a tax increase and then that's where it will stop or do you think there, there will be limitations well it's a that's and that's really the question is that you know we know from tobacco that um uh that there are uh, uh much more extreme measures that can be put into place and they will come in stages you know so for example mm. um with cigarette uh branding for example you know uh there was a point of course where suddenly all cigarette packages had to carry a warning and the warning on that pack became larger and larger over the decade right. until currently uh, the warning on a pack of cigarettes essentially is the branding on a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. So I, I think we'll I think we'll be, you know, uh, 
you know, suddenly, you know, very aware of any government uh, intervention on this front. If suddenly we start to see, you know, small warnings on alcohol bottles, uh, they get a little bit bigger. You know, that would be one sign. Um, uh, taxes being raised as they are right now. That's one sign. And these are all tools in a box that uh, are aimed at, again, you know, just shifting our behavior, making us think about our relationship to the product. And whether or not it's uh, it's appropriate or not <laughs> by our right. government. But you know what? I mean, I mean, look, it's St. Patrick's Day. And so uh, <laughs> and so, as you said, you know, um, you know, even as we're aware of this and it seems to be the human condition, you know, you can be aware of something that may be bad for you in some way down the line in the future but for tonight you're going to raise a glass with your friends and uh and say cheers yeah keep all this information in the back of your mind and uh, as you said joshua deal with it on monday thank you so much for making the time and for discussing this really appreciate your time it's a pleasure bye yeah take care Joshua Nelman is a writer. He's based in Toronto. He uh, has written a book. It's called Firebrand, A Tobacco Lawyer's Journey. If you want to read his article comparing about maybe we'll start treating alcohol the way that we treat tobacco here in Canada, you can check it out at theglobeandmail.com.